0: Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast Making complex programming simple and fast With everything from career advice to philosophy John some as well show you everything you need It's the Simple Well, Hired.com has solved these problems. Hired flips job searching on its head. It actually puts you in control of the job search by letting you fill out one simple application and then having employers actually apply to hire you. How cool is that? You also get access to your own career coach to help you get your next job. Hired has access to over 4,000 employers with big names like Facebook. Plus, your profile is automatically hidden from current and past employers. Oh, and they pay you to get a job. Anyway, as a Simple Programmer listener, if you use the link hire.com slash Simple Programmer, you can get double the normal $1,000 hiring bonus and get $2,000 when you find your next job on Hired. Just go to Hired.com simpleprogrammer to get started. Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast, a short mix of career advice, philosophy,
1: and soft skills from successful author and software developer, John Sonmez. Hey,
0: what's up? John Sonmez here from simpleprogrammer.com. And today I've got another interview for, for you all. I'm trying not to say y'all because I <laughs> I don't know where I picked that up. But uh, but it, but anyway, uh, I know that a lot of you have been uh, enjoying these interviews, and it's been pretty cool to actually talk to and meet some of the people that I watch on YouTube that I feel produce valuable content and, and, and as you guys have probably seen, from all ranges of from fitness to you know software development and to uh, other things as well. But uh, today I've got Brad Hussey. On and he is is someone who I've been seeing pop up on my on my YouTube uh, channel uh, because he's got some very high quality tutorials that that he's been putting out on on YouTube and his his stuff is is really good it's really well produced you know it, it's very quality stuff so I thought it'd be kind of cool to to bring Brad on and to, to talk to him a little bit about you know what he's doing what he's doing on YouTube I know some of you are also interested in creating your own channel, like not just YouTube channel, but maybe doing courses, right? You know, like I've done Pluralsight courses. Well, Brad has some experience with that too. And so maybe he'll, he'll share that with us. So, uh, so welcome, Brad. And uh, thanks. Thanks for, for coming on.
1: Cool. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate that.
0: So uh, why don't you give a little bit more background about what you do and what you're, what you're about for, for everyone that that's not familiar with you
1: yet. Sure. Yeah. I uh, started out as a freelance web designer. I quit my job to uh, work for myself. I love the idea of the location independent lifestyle and the freedom that went along with that. And uh, I started, you know, I built up a client list on the side as I was working uh, and then eventually quit my job, started a freelance business as a web designer. And uh, the, there's a lot of ups, ups and downs with freelance uh, freelancing yeah. in general. And so uh, there was one point where I had a really low month uh, in terms of income. And so, you know, I wanted to look for ways to diversify my income sources. Cause I really was only relying on just client work. Right. And, you know, so, so I, you know, I was wondering, Oh, should I you know, teach what I know? How do, how do I do this? Should I try and book a room out at the local university and maybe try and round up some people and charge a, you know, a ticket price or, you know, what, what should I do? So I started brainstorming. I was talking to my wife and uh, after a few days of really thinking about this, uh, I came across um, teaching online courses. And I thought, well, that's perfect. You know, I can, you know, this is a great idea. I can package up what I know in the video course and, and I can sell it. And so I ultimately found udemy.com and obviously most people have probably heard of that. Uh, it's a huge, uh, online course kind of marketplace. And I got in there pretty early when it was pretty, uh, young and, uh, I was able to garner a lot of popularity from my first course, um, because of my teaching style. Um, I have a theater and performance background, so I think my, uh, I don't know, I think I, I, I was more uh, engaging and entertaining than most programming tutorials right. that I presented <laughs> things, so I think that really caught on, and then I was able to get a lot of students, Yeah, um, and so that kind of took off, and it uh, allowed me to kind of balance both freelancing and uh, creating more and more coding courses and tutorials and that's kind of spread all over the place now at this point so that's kind of where the kind of the you know the 101 on brad hussey
0: okay cool yeah there's a few things to unpack there we've got somewhat similar similar stories too i think in 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 background one of the interesting things too i did i ended up getting my start at on plural site when that platform was was young which that's something like for for a lot of People that are listening is like it, being a first mover is really <laughs> it, it really is important. Like you know, some of these platforms, you can't just always necessarily copy what someone did that's successful because some of it is is that that being a first mover that that really helps. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think one of the other things too that that I think we probably share is that. One of the things with my plural courses is I, I I tend to be up and down on the voice. I did some acting training before I you know got into development, and I, I sort of learned how to do you know inflections and control my voice and bring energy to things. And I think that makes a huge difference in programming tutorials. It really because it's a dry subject, and so if you can add a little bit of entertainment value, it I think people don't fall asleep, (laughs)
1: to be (laughs) honest. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I swear half the time I'm cracking myself up and I'll go up and I'll tell my wife this awesome joke that I did in this video. And I think, I think like I'm the only one who thinks it's funny, but you know, apparently there are a few other people I'm fooling out there, so. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, wives don't t- tend to think that 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 stuff is is too funny. You know, I'll, I'll send my wife like I sometimes it, w- when someone gives me a snarky comment on YouTube, I'll I'll reply back to them some brilliant like yeah. burn and and <laughs> she'll say that's kind of childish. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I thought it was really funny.
0: <laughs> but yeah, but that's one thing. You know, I think I, I I I watch a lot of like auditions from I think a lot of a lot of people that they're trying to audition for Pluralsight or, or something like that, or want to get into, and a lot of times they speak very monotone and dry, and they try to be very professional. And mm-hmm. what I find is that, like, I mean, knowing your stuff is being professional, but bringing personality is so so important. And, and so many people they have the opposite they they don't, they don't they don't do that, and they don't realize that that they're they're missing out. That's the thing that's really going to actually make a difference. Yeah, totally cool so um so let's see so I'm trying to think where to where to unpack this there was a few things too uh, interestingly I, w- I want to talk about too is the idea that you were if I understand correctly you were you had a full-time job and then you did you started doing freelancing on the side as you're building up that business before you could quit
1: yeah totally so I started um, to kind of go back just a little bit more from there I started I went to college to Learn web design, uh, you know, web development, and a bunch of different uh, new media, sort of uh, uh, different things in new media. Right. And a big thing that I really took away from that was web design, web development, and that was something you know I, I knew nothing at the time, and learning you know to code, learning to design, those were those really uh, resonated with me. So from the moment I started learning, even just the bare minimum amount to, right. uh, you know, uh, offer as a professional service, I was able to get, you know, my first paid client for a very small amount, right. but that, you know, led to another client and then a referral and then another client. And so over the course of maybe two, two or three years on the side, I'd built up a client list that by the time I was working this full-time job, I realized, Oh man, I'm working pretty much two full-time jobs here. Yeah, yeah. Working in the day, I'm going home, I'm spending a couple of hours with my wife, and I'm working until two in the morning just in my freelance business. There, basically, um, I, I had to make the decision, you know, do I want to stop doing this freelancing thing or cut back on it, or do I want to, you know, try and uh, phase, phase myself out of this job? Right. And so that, that's the choice that I made. I decided to phase myself out. I offered to, uh, I, I planned it for about eight months and I offered to, you know, work on a contract basis until they found my replacement. And that was, you know, essentially my first full-time client. So that was, you know, my, my old job. So that was kind of a cool transition for me so that I was able to make that switch and reliable steady income until I started building up my client list even more.
0: Nice. Okay. And, and how long was it like, what, what kind of time period are we talking about from like how long ago was that, I guess, when you mm-hmm. first started learning web design and development?
1: Yeah. Uh, that was, uh, I went to school in 2009. your college program, mm-hmm. but I, the big basically within a couple months of me starting in 2009, I'd already had my first client, so, you know, I essentially was freelancing on the side from like, you know, 2010 up until, which was, uh, 2000 and so I quit my job at the end of 2012 and then basically from 2012 till now, I've been doing it full time.
0: Okay, wow. Wow. So yeah. So I think that's I mean that's kind of a, a cool example because I think a lot of a lot of people that are trying to get into programming, I, I get two kind of things. I get one, oh I'm too old, like there's like I'm I'm twenty-five, I'm too old. <laughs> right. Or I'm like thirty and then I'm like, okay, you know, all these kids have a head start on me. And then the other thing I get a lot is is oh I don't know enough yet. I couldn't teach. I couldn't freelance. I got right, and it's like you know I, I like hearing stories like yours where it's like okay I learned this stuff. I can go and it's I can go and sell. I don't have to know everything. Just starting out, you still have a value, and as you gain more experience and knowledge, you, your value obviously goes up. But you can teach. You can right. I mean, you can share what you're learning, and you can actually have clients right right from the beginning. Right. Yeah. I mean.
1: Oh yeah, totally. A huge thing, uh, that I get, uh, asked cause I also have, um, from doing this freelancing, just from learning as I'm going, I've kind of uh, acquired a ton of experience and knowledge, uh, you know, and a lot of little failures here and there to know what not to do and what to do. So I've packaged that up in, in an, another course. And so I have a course that's just about freelancing. And so, uh, a lot of my students who, you know, in that course, they ask me a similar thing. I have people of You know, as young as probably 20 and up to 60 years old, and some of them are like, I might, you know, did I miss the, you know, ship here? Did I miss the boat? Um, And you know, it's it's not the case. You know, you can you can learn a new skill, and um, you know, a big complaint or worry that people have is, you know, when do I have to like do what you did and do this on the side for three years before I can actually do it? I took the slow route. You know, I didn't know at the beginning that I was going to do it full time. I just thought, hey, this is an extra, you know, I'm, now I'm making more money. I'm paying my bills on the side right. and, or I'm putting more money in savings. You know, it wasn't like a, a fast track by no means. And so, you know, you can start learning something and within weeks of, you know, learning the bare bones of that skill, whatever it is, you can actually start, you know, getting paid for it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I and and I think you know. I I think honestly, the the approach that you took the is is at least that's the one I took too. And I think that's the one that really makes the most sense for a lot of people. Is because I I know a lot of people that like they they just quit their job and they're like, okay, I'm going to start my business, and that doesn't work out for two reasons. One of them is that they don't they're not realize they're not used to working hard. (laughs) And anyone who's ever worked for themselves knows that. Yeah, you work hard at a regular job, but when you're working for yourself, you work like one hour is two hours. You're you're working twice the the amount when you put in the the same amount of time, yeah. and then and then also just that transition. It's like you know when when you have those side jobs, like when you're you've built that business on the side, you can now transition. And I mean, it, it takes some time to pay your dues, but now you you know I hate I hate. The idea of like just having a gun to your head, like I got to make money, right? (laughs) But if you transition, it's so much better.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And it's interesting too. I think also that I'd be curious to get your take on this on the the progression too, because I think a lot of things that I that I hear from a lot of developers is they just they, they have this. I have this kind of I think I did this blog post a while ago on like four levels of freedom for software developers. And and like at the first level, you're you're like working a regular you're working a job for someone else, but the second level, you're you're a freelancer, right? And and everyone thinks, oh, that'll be so awesome if I had my own company. And then what you realize is you got like multiple bosses and and you're not quite locate you're your location independent but not really time and yeah. you know, and then and then and then most freelancers eventually say, "I need a product because <laughs> I, I I'm tired of trading my my time." You know, for so then they get to the third level of freedom where they're they're getting product supported income, but then you still have a boss because it's what your audience wants. Yeah. And then that fourth yeah. level is that that level where it's like you've got enough money, you've made enough success, where you don't have to. You could do whatever you want. You just do things because they're they're fun. It still makes money, but yeah. but you're not influenced by anyone. You're your own. Well, you're finally your own boss. So what, what, well I guess my one question would be, does that model, have you experienced that model? Does that, uh, you know, seem, seem like something that's, that's true to you in your experience?
1: Yeah, totally. That's, that's an interesting way of putting it because, um, that was when I first started out and I was working this full-time job, uh, I really started to realize, you know, this, Having a boss having a you know a full time job I'm supposed to do with this schedule um you know I'm going in rush hour traffic I'm doing all these things and they don't I don't like this it, it doesn't work for me and I feel like i'm not um, you know I get these eight or ten hours in the day I'm working for this boss or this company, and I feel like I'm not maximizing it, but I'm not passionate about maximizing my time here you know i'm gonna right. I'm gonna have one or two tasks and i'm gonna spread it over the course of the day, because that's what everyone does. And even if I do 10 X my output at this job, I'm not going to get 10 X the the pay. Right. You know? exactly. So, so for me, that was like, okay, you know what? I need to focus on this other thing so that I can, you know, be my own boss and I can 10 X my output and get ideally 10 X the, you know, at least two, three, four X the income from putting in more, uh, you know, producing more. And, um, when I first made the switch to freelancing, it did feel like that. There was like this this window. It was almost like the honeymoon phase yeah, where you realize like, oh, wow, this is, this is freedom. Like, you know, your schedule is free. You get to work when you want, when you want, uh, you know, however you want to do it. Uh, you know, you could take breaks at any point. You can work in the night. You can work in the morning. You can work on the weekend. You could take two days off. You could take a long weekend. You could do whatever you want as long as you got the work done. And so, there was a stage there where I was like, "This is, you know, this is it. This is
0: right. This is magic."
1: Yep. And it truly, truly felt like that because it it was that. But then eventually, that you know, you start to get used to that, and that's normal. And, right. you, you know, and then you start to think like, okay, well, um, how do I take this to the next level? Or, oh, that client was particularly difficult. I don't want to work with clients like that anymore. Or maybe you get a lull in your freelance business and, and now you're like worrying about money and you're worrying about, you know, is this sustainable? And so then that leads you, you kind of get a fork in the road. You got to stop, you either stop doing it or you find the next level.
0: Right, exactly.
1: And, you know, for me, that, the next level was uh, creating an additional income source, which, you know, was product income, you know, an online course. And so um, that, you know, was saying, okay, what do I know? What can I teach? How can I package that up? I figured out how to do that. And then when I sold, you know, put that up for sale and I made, you know, $40, you know, that was, it uh, blew my mind.
0: Yeah, that's you know, exciting, right? That even though it's a smaller amount, you know, yep. I remember getting my first $5 affiliate income from my blog, like an Amazon yep. affiliate, and I was like, I made my own money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> totally. And and
0: I was like, just... wait a minute, you're doing Pluralsight courses and you're making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. You're yeah. a software developer, you know, making, you know, six figure income and you're yep. excited about five bucks. I was like, yeah, but it's all, I did it all yeah. by myself. No yeah. one helped me.
1: All me, totally, and so that's what I felt like, and and then with every new sale, with every new purchase, you know, and then you'd you'd wake up in the morning and you you literally would check your statements and see, wow, I made six sales while I was sleeping, you know, like those sorts of things, and that blew my mind, and that made me realize, okay, I got to focus on that. Um, How can I reshift my schedule so that I add more time to create another course? and create a promotion strategy around that. Should I put it on YouTube? Should I put it on this? Should I, should I create a, you know, this out of it? Should I make a small version and a, and a big version? What should I do? And then you work with, um, you know, building that side of things. And then you work with, you know, continuing your freelance business. And then you start to realize like this, that's kind of the level of, you know, now I feel more free. Now I really right. don't have that boss. You know, I'm kind of, you know, once that product income starts to grow, and ideally match your freelancing income, then, then you, you've that next level where you're thinking, you know, I, I truly have no boss and I do make money in my sleep and I'm not, uh, you know, I have something that is one-to-many versus one-to-one yep. and, and so, yeah, that's, then you're going kind to of have that honeymoon phase again, where exactly. like, you know, yeah. this is, whoa, oh, this is awesome. And then, uh, you know, it becomes a bit more normal. Um. I constantly remind myself, this is a great thing, but you know, you you have to, at some point you realize, okay, this is normal. This, I want to treat it as my normal so that I can find out how to make it better or how to get to the next level. And so that's when you start to kind of, you know, realize, okay, for me to truly be free of any sort of worry about maybe money or time, or, you know, you could make, you could make a huge income and still worry about, You know, um, stability, financial stability, and income and money, and all these sorts of things at any level. So it's a balance of, you know, uh, being humble and, you know, realizing what you have is really great. um, But you also have to find ways to make that sustainable so that you can reach that next level. And so those different tiers that you were kind of mentioning there, that's interesting because it is, you know, you're freelancing. Oh, I have no boss. Oh, I kind of do have many bosses. And then you got these, these courses, and then you go, I, now I don't have a boss and I have passive income, you know, but then you realize, okay, I have, you know, a hundred students, a thousand students, a hundred thousand students who are emailing me and telling me what it is that I want or what I did wrong or what they did like, or didn't like. And then I'm like, okay, now I got to create that. Now I got to create that. And then I have like eight months out of creating products and courses that my bosses are telling me. And so I think really it only gets, you know, maybe once you get to that point where you have established yourself enough, you have systems in place, maybe you have a steady stream of automatic kind of passive income that perhaps you can reach that level. But I'm sure there's, I'm sure you'll find a way even in that level to, you know, find something to you know complain or worry about or stress about.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It's that hedonistic treadmill, right? Like we're always, you know, you all, you get to the new high, and then it's the new. And it, I do the same thing. After remind myself, sometimes I have to wake up and be like, John, you're living like a dream. Like this is crazy. <laughs> like yeah. if you didn't want to work today, you don't have to. You could just walk down to the beach, like mm-hmm. you know, because because you got to remind yourself of that. Otherwise, you'll I got something in my hair, but um, you you'll you'll forget that. And uh, and even then, it, it's kind of interesting. I I found too, like I got trapped in the business even when I was a creator, because I didn't have processes and I didn't have people. I read this book called um, E Myth. If you haven't read that one, it's a gr- it's a great book. Yeah. But then I started hiring a team, and now that I've got a team, now I'm now I'm a lot more free. Now I realize that a whole different level. I could go to China for three weeks or whatever, and yeah. you know everything's running. Like it's taken care of. I don't have to do much. Yeah. But 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 yeah, it's it's interesting how that happens. And it, and the kind of the irony too is like I've got a routine now, right? It's like I wake up at six thirty. Like I've got a more strict schedule than I did when I had a regular job, <laughs> yeah. right? You know, where I would just kind of roll into work, you know, sometime around nine. And now, like I've got it down to the t because because that's what that's what I need the routine. Like even though yeah. I've got more freedom, I've like I exercise the discipline more, but. Yeah. Oh, totally. Cool. So let's talk a a little bit about, uh, about what you're doing then now with what's your, what's your strategy. I know that you've got your YouTube channel and the tutorials on there. What kind of things are you teaching about on, on YouTube and, and where, what's your kind of game plan at this
1: point? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, when I first started out with YouTube, um, I just simply had an account uh, because everybody had an account and uh, you know, I'd put, I would, I would rarely use it. You know, I'd put uh, I honestly, I think the first videos, if you go way back to the beginning were when I was in uh, musical theater school Okay. and I have like, you know, snippets of old musicals that I was in, you know, tap dancing and singing and acting and, you know, doing musical numbers. So that's like the very beginning. And I don't think many people know that, um, <laughs> I'm just
0: looking it up now. <laughs> <Totally>. Little <laughs> Women. There we go. <laughs> yeah. There we women,
1: go. Hot Mikado. All these sorts of things. So there's a bunch of that stuff in there, and I like leaving it in there because um, it's kind of like an honest look into how I started.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: You know, I I I didn't know what I was doing. I was just out of um, just out of high school, going to college, and you know, I, I thought I wanted to be, uh, like a musical theater actor. I honestly thought my big dream was to go to Broadway. And, um, this was kind of my way of exploring that and, you know, understanding and realizing the realities of, you know, becoming a theater actor. And, um, I realized it wasn't what I wanted to do as a profession, right. Uh, Performing and acting and singing, all these things are still, uh, to my core things that I am passionate about and enjoy. Um, but, you know, it's like, that's, that, that was kind of a, I don't know, a little snip into my past that I like to have there to look back on. And sometimes I'll get an email from a client or a, an audience member being like, I had no idea you did this. Like, it's hilarious and awesome. So I, uh,
0: I like the crepe video in there too. Yeah, the yeah. And so that was, that.
1: Totally. That was like my, almost like a, almost foreshadowing into like my my creating like tutorials and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I, I create, I made crepes all the time and I, for a school project in college, uh, we had to create an e-learning site. And so I created mine, uh, all about crepes. And yeah. so I had to make nice. tutorials in there. So, so that's gonna, it was like this really peppered sort of like videos that had no, there was no brand. There was nothing. It was just like a place where I put stuff that friends and family might come across. Um, so that was always in the background. But when I first created my first course, it was on Udemy. Um, but what I did was, you know, uh, Udemy always gave you all these little tips and resources of, uh, and I was new to all this, you know, online business and everything. Um, so I, you know, was reading their blog posts and different resources and said, use YouTube to promote your paid course. And this was like my introduction to funnels and everything. So, it was, yeah. you know, it was like, okay create like a teaser version of the course where you give value and then you tell them, you know, like, if you like this, you know, sign up for the paid course over here. And so I thought, Oh, that's a brilliant strategy. I'm going to do that. And so I essentially did that trimmed the course down to like two or three videos, yep. you know, and then I put it up on YouTube and I thought this is great. Um, and I started to get a lot of views on these, these videos, these old kind of bootstrap. Um, I think it was bootstrap. Yeah. It was an old bootstrap course for bootstrap three. Okay. And, yeah. And I had a lot of views cause people were looking for boot. It was huge at the time and I was getting a ton of traffic. So I was like, Whoa, this is crazy. I've never seen that sort of traffic on my YouTube channel before. Um, but then I started to notice a trend of comments being like, this is like such a scam. Like I hate this. This is awful. And I'm like, what's <laughs> going on? And they're like, I hate that you're just bait and switching me. You're just, teasing me with no value. You're just saying this is what's in the course. And if you want to do anything more, you have to go and give me a hundred bucks. So, so I started to, you know, and then I I was getting annoyed and I was, you know, I was angry. I was like, this is what, what are these people thinking? Like, this is a great thing. And you know, how am I supposed to make money online? Otherwise, like, this is crazy. And, um, I had a talk with my, my wife, who's kind of like my, um, She's like my business strategist. She's always has these ideas of like, you should try this or don't do this, or maybe say this thing or create this thing. And it's, we've kind of had this little mini mastermind and she was like, why don't you just take that course? And I was like, yeah, take it off YouTube and give it to those suckers. Right. And she was like, (laughs) no, no, no. Take the whole paid course and put it on YouTube entirely for free. Yeah. And I was like, no, that's crazy. No, that's a crazy idea. And so she was like, no, do it. That she, she said, when I started learning photography, I um, only watched YouTube videos and I still watch and follow a lot of these photographers that taught me how to be a photographer myself. And you know, they're creating a brand. They're creating kind of uh, a brand around themselves that people follow and adore. And I was like, all right, I don't know if this is going to work, but this was like, this was like one of my only paid courses at the time. So I was like, this is going to really mean, I don't know what this is going to do. So I took it, I took it down and put it on YouTube for free. And within, I should have, I should have pulled up the numbers, but within like a week, I started getting dozens of subscribers. And, And at this point, I think I had like 40 YouTube subscribers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I started getting dozens of subscribers and, and, you know, view after view, after view. And then I started to realize that it was working and people were sending me a ton of comments and questions and I was getting subscribers like crazy. And from that point, almost exclusively, I left that, that was like my only thing I put on YouTube for like a year. And I think it got me like, uh, I don't know, like eight or 9,000 subscribers, just the one. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, that's, that's something that's, that's going to work. So that's when I realized, okay, now I need to create like a YouTube strategy and actually serve this YouTube audience because a lot of this YouTube audience, they weren't the same as my, you know, Udemy audience because they were looking for different things. They weren't looking for like paid online courses. They were looking for quick one-off tutorials that they can learn how to code a modal window and bootstrap or, you know, you know, how do you style a button or things like that?
0: Right. So, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I created a couple more free courses, a PHP one, uh, another bootstrap for one when the bootstrap for alpha came out and, you know, I had a series of freelancing videos. And so I had this YouTube strategy that was working. And, you know, at this point, you know, I went and that was only a couple, couple of years ago. You know, I went from like 50 subscribers and now I have a, 25,000 subscribers. So that's that strategy creating really, really valuable, high quality, free content and tutorials around web development and web design and specifically bootstrap and, you know, HTML and CSS that really took off. Yeah. And yeah. so that's kind of like the, how that kind of grew into something. And I treat it, you know, um, very, very, carefully now I know that it's a real thing. And I, you know, I think about, okay, what do I need to create for YouTube? What's my strategy for my next thing? And I also consider from, you know, an online business standpoint, how do I maximize, how do I, you know, capitalize on this traffic, you know, and uh, I started coming across, you know, all these uh, online entrepreneurs like Pat Flynn and, you know, John Lee Dumas and um, a bunch of these, you know, that I'm sure, you know, all about all of these guys. And I started to realize, Oh, I can, you know, maybe I can get them to opt in to download something. So what I would do is I'd get them and say, like, if you want to download the course files for this tutorial, just give me your name and email and I'll email you, you know, automatically all of the course files, the Photoshop files, anything that's associated with the project. And, then oh, nice. can... yeah. and so that got me, like it still gets me dozens of new email subscribers a day because of the amount of traffic from YouTube. So, so then it started to become more of a cohesive thing where I could you know do YouTube stuff and um, you know I can get that traffic to come to my site, uh, subscribe to my my email list. And so I can use that for future promotions and kind of uh, create a brand outside of just being on udemy, which at this point is nice because I actually have this, you know the system that in place from youtube and from my own blog and different sites that you know kind of grew out of me realizing that i'm getting traffic on these simple and and useful tutorials on youtube
0: yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. That's a good you know, and it, it's kind of funny. I've always I've always talked about this idea of like get I give away 90% of what I do for free and charge for 10% of it. And that's really like, you know, when you give people a lot of good free value, I mean, heck, you know, the videos that you do on YouTube, right? It's like yeah. they they will buy other stuff from you. In fact, you can't ever you can't even like, you know, I for example, right now I'm I'm writing another book and I'm giving away the book, the chapters. I'm pu- I'm publishing them on my blog. And some people are like, "Well, wait, wait! You shouldn't do that. You should only give part of the chapters." I'm like, "No, no, no! You don't understand. So <laughs> it's not going to even hurt book sales. It's going to help book sales because yeah. the people that are getting value, that are reading it chapter by chapter on the blog, when I say, "Hey, would you like to buy a hardbound version of this book?" They're like, "Oh, this! Dude, I love this book. Yes, <laughs> I want to have this on my desk. Yes, I totally are. I, I don't even need it. I'm just going to give you." You know fifteen bucks because you know i i feel feel like you helped me a lot dude so here here you go, and so I'm just gonna buy the book or you know share it and and I think that's a lot of people when they start getting into business they 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 don't realize that like that like you gotta give a lot before you get like that yeah. you know give 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 and get get build that audience up and then yeah. and then you you benefit a lot from that so
1: definitely, yep, definitely.
0: Cool. Well, that's uh, you know. I think uh, you know. I, I wish I wish you well with uh, with. It looks like you're growing, in, and like I said, you're producing re- really good content out there. Uh, and uh, for for everyone who's who's watching or listening, uh, definitely go and check out uh, Brad's channel. I'll put a link. Hopefully, we we'll get a get a link here and puts uh, put a link in the description so you can subscribe to his his channel. Check out some of his courses and and stuff. And uh, and yeah, and anything else you wanna you wanna promote or
1: um, yeah, I mean, like since we're here on YouTube, I think this is a great, you know, we're in a great environment to, you know, check out my YouTube channel. I uh, I put a bunch of free tutorials on there about web design, web development. I have freelancing stuff on there. That's another big part of my business because I have such a background in it uh, and experience that you know, I had a lot of demand from these designers and coders, these people who I taught how to, you know, create professional websites. They thought, now how do I make money with them? You know, what do I, Now what do I do? Now I know how to code. Now I'm a great designer. I'm a great developer. Now what do I do? And so I thought, well, the next step is to either go get a job somewhere or do what I did and create a freelance business out of it. And so they're like, well, how do I do that? What, what's what's my next step? What's the next right step? And so I created uh, training material on that. And my blog, um, bradhussey.ca is all about freelancing, how to start your freelance business. Uh, I have a free email course that's all about getting, you know, your first, uh, your first paid client, uh, where you yes. find them, everything about freelancing. That's, you know, the other big part of what I do uh, for web professionals specifically. So YouTube and bradhussey.ca, that's kind of my, my main spots.
0: Awesome. I lo- I love those. Uh, the the email courses really do well. That's what we, as a programmer I do a lot of those email courses, and, and those are great because you're giving people free value, and you're also g- giving it to them in that medium that they you know that they're so active in, cool. and that you eventually sell a product to. So that's cool. Yeah. All right, Brad. Well, thank you. And uh, like I said, go check out Brad's channel. And uh, I'll talk to all of you next time. Take care. Hey, what's up? John here. Just wanted to make sure you aren't missing out. Only about half the content I put out is on this podcast. This podcast is created mostly from the audio from the YouTube videos I put out daily. When you get a chance, head on over to youtube.com forward slash Programmer and click the subscribe button to get access to two to three new videos every day. Even if you prefer the audio format, make sure you subscribe at youtube.com forward slash simpleprogrammer so you can check out what you might be missing.